Our purpose of being up here today is to introduce you to someone that uh, to most of you don't need an introduction because he's been doing this for a while and more than a couple of weeks, I'm sure. But with that being said today, I would like for you to stand with me and let's welcome Randy Stonehill. The newborn baby's cries Could that be the face of Jesus Shining in those eyes Jesus Christ the superstar Jesus Christ the lamb Jesus in the curse words Of a drunken businessman Jesus in the measured words Of the old and wise Jesus king of glory In flesh and blood disguise Yeah I got real good news Or real bad news for you In the end, I guess it all depends upon your point of view. I got real bad news, real good news, that's true. Yeah, the way it's gonna all shake down, baby, that's up to you. Up to you. as the Father, Jesus as the Son, Jesus the Messiah, ridiculed and shined, and Jesus is the morning star, Jesus the eclipse, Jesus in the whisper on the dying patient's lips, Jesus the awakening, Jesus as the spur, Jesus on the internet, Jesus as the cure, Jesus the offender of the wicked and the proud. Why is it that the name of Jesus always stirs a crowd? I got real good news, real bad news for you. In the end, I guess it all depends upon your point of view. Yeah, the way it's gonna all shake down, baby, that's up to you. cross-shaped fibers of our DNA. Jesus is the song the angels sing upon the wind. Jesus Christ, the Savior, who washed away our sins. Jesus, he is living. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus Christ, the holy truth that will not be ignored, will not be 
good news, real bad news for you. Yeah, in the end, I guess it all depends upon your point of view. Come on. Huh. I got real bad news, real good news, that's true. Yeah, the way it's gonna all shake down. I said the way it's gonna all shake down. You know the way it's gonna all shake down, baby. That's up to you, baby. That's up to you. right I love how uh, many things in life actually many things oh it's tea time and you never know when that's going to happen but it's good to be well hydrated I just love uh, how there's no middle ground with Jesus. The claims uh, in Scripture make it very clear as to who he is. And, and he himself uh, uh, made it very clear as to who he declares himself to be. Um, so he's either the savior of the world or, uh, or he's a madman. And... Uh, and just should be ignored. But, you know, when uh, John the Baptist uh, was imprisoned, he, he, he got a message. He managed to get a message to Jesus. And, um, and the message was a question. And he said, are you the one? Um, are you the coming one? Are you the one we're looking for? Or should we look for another? And... Uh, and Jesus told the messenger, go and, uh, go and say this to John. And you can read it in, uh, in the New Testament, Matthew um, chapter 11, verse 2. Does anybody, um, anybody have a Bible here? And who might want to, uh, who might uh, be so inclined to, to read that out? Matthew uh, 11, uh, verse, verses 2 through 4, I believe it is. I could do this myself, you see, but I'm just, it's, this is kind of interactive ministry stuff. Do, do we have a, t- there you go, let Pastor Don. You want to use mine? Okay, so, so. Yeah, Matthew eleven, verse, verse, uh, I think verses two through four. This is what uh, this is what Jesus told the uh, messenger to to say to John the Baptist. Uh, this is the Amplified Bible, so it's going to be a, bit, a little bit louder. Now, when John in prison heard about the activities of Christ, he sent a message by his disciples and asked him, "Are you the one who was to come, or should we keep on expecting a different one?" And Jesus replied to them. 
Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed by healing and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the good news, the gospel, preached to them. I know, I know. Thank you. I had the blessing of writing this next song with the late, great Keith Green. It uh, pretty much echoes uh, what uh, Pastor Don just read. Oh, 
for you, Keith. Oh, how very different our lives would, would uh, look. How very different our journeys would be if we were truly convinced that God loves us. And you know, if we're not convinced, um, I think the reason is obvious. That's because we are not spending enough time cultivating the relationship. We're not spending enough time on our knees in prayer and in worship, listening more than we petition. Oh, how we need to learn how to listen in this noisy, toxic, distracting world. Um, not spending enough time in the living word because that's what it is. Not just a intriguing historical document. The Bible is, is a living thing. It's, the, it's God's very breath on the written page. Having said that, let me encourage us all um, through, uh, through the living word um, and remind us all of a little glimpse of God's heart uh, in Hebrews, Hebrews 13, 5. Uh, declares, he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that means, let me think, never. That's what that means. Not on your worst day, not in the midst of your worst mess in your life. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, So now we can boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And you know, the Apostle Paul wrote um, in his letter to the church at Rome. I love this, Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for. We do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. What an amazing advocate we have. The Holy Spirit, one of the three manifestations of God Almighty, stands in the gap and, and, and translates, you know, the aching of your heart 
That's not what, what Randy really, what he really meant. Okay, the 60s were tough on Randy. All right, so it's a little garbled, but uh, what he really needs is, I mean, how, how wonderful is that? So, so be encouraged. Be encouraged. Life is tough, but God is good. Life is tough, God is good. It's a shame that we don't trust in him the way we should. Life is tough, suck it up. How many times do you think your pastor has wanted to say that to you? Mercy from the maker's man to fill your cup. We love to filibuster, rail and scoff. If we shut our mouths, we might be better off. We begin to hear a still small voice lead us through these woods. Whoa, life is tough, sure enough, but God is good. Yeah, yeah. Sin is sweet for a while. But it's like trying to make a pet out of a crocodile. Sin is sweet until it's not. And you see the Venus flytrap has you caught. Heart so hard that you can't convince. Till we're choking on our choices and the consequence. It wouldn't have to be that way if we understood. Whoa. Life is tough, sure enough, but God is good. Then all the people say life is tough, God is good. Try that with me now. You hear the people pray life is tough, and God is good. All right, yeah. Say it with me now. Life is tough, and God is good. You hear the people pray, life is tough, and God is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life is short, truth to tell, and it's not a dress rehearsal, so live it well. Life is short, don't you blink. It isn't going to work out the way you think. It's a broken world with broken souls. We might not always be happy, but we can be whole. Jesus hung on the cross to make sure we could. Whoa, life is tough, sure enough, but God is good. You hear the people say life is tough. God is good, that's right. All the people pray life is tough. God is good, all right, yeah. Say it with me now, life is tough. God is good, I said, that's right, that's right. You hear the people pray life is tough. God is good, well, well, well. I said, well, 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 life is tough, God is good, it's a crime that we don't trust in him the way we should, life is tough, so they say, 
You never really live it till you give it away. You can call me a fool, meet me toe to toe, but I can't deny this love I know. Not talking about Santa Claus or Robin Hood. And oh, life is tough, sure enough, but God is good. All the people say life is tough. God is good, that's right. You hear the people pray, life is tough. God is good, all right, yeah. Say it, say it, say it, life is tough. God is good, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Life is tough, I said, God is good, I said, God is good, I said, God is good. That's right. the thing that don't keep track of time you can't ever leave my love you can't ever leave my love you can't ever leave my love behind I'll meet you Gone 
stand beside you I will find you stand beside you anytime you call my name anytime you call just call my name My father uh, lost his battle with Alzheimer's disease on June 20th. And um, I had been watching him disappearing slowly before my eyes for the past several years. And I, uh, I bring this up uh, not uh, looking for sympathy, but um, because I'm I'm sure that there are many of you here this morning um, who have experienced uh, something similar with a friend or a relative. And, uh, and I also bring this up um, by way of encouragement because uh, I saw something that uh, I never, never thought I would see. I saw something wonderful transpire in his life. Um, my wife Leslie and I got the phone call um, I think on June 11th and uh, found out that he was winding down rapidly um, in, uh, at the hospice center in, uh, in California and they said look if you, if you want to see your father again you, you need to come and um, so we we started to put our plans in order. And the uh, first thing I did, though, was uh, I asked the, uh, the head nurse to go and, and uh, bring him the phone. And she said, you know, your father's very weak now, and he's sleeping an awful lot. I, I don't even know if he'll be conscious. And I said, that, that's all right, ma'am. Just please, just go and put the phone up to his ear. She walked into his room and... Uh, I heard this kind of note of surprise in her voice, and she said, oh, um, he happens to be awake. I said, oh, that's great. Well, just put the phone up, you know, to, so um, you make sure that he's hearing, he's hearing me. And she said, okay, I'll do that. And um, I said, Dad, Dad, this is your youngest son, Randy, and uh, I'm just calling to cheer you on. I know things are really tough right now. And, um, and he, he, he tried to talk, but at, at this point, the disease had really robbed him of that facility. And he was, he was just kind of yammering, and, you know, um, and it was really incoherent. You could make out maybe one word in 30, you know. I said, Dad, Dad, you know. Um, and I knew he was frustrated. He was always a very, very 
articulate, bright, funny man, you know. And I said, you know, Dad, they've, they've given you medicine because of the pain. Um, he'd fallen and broken a hip, and that's really what, really what escalated his, his situation. And I said, but they've given you medicine for the pain, and, and so it's, I know it's, it's making it hard for you to talk. It's okay. You don't have to say anything. I know that you love me. And that's all I need to know. But I said, Dad, you know, it would just mean the world to me if you would pray with me. Jesus is calling you, Dad. He's always been calling you all these years. And he's right there. And, you know, if you'll just admit your need, like everyone, everyone's need for real hope and for real love, God will honor that. You know, without Jesus in the middle of our lives... We're all playing God ourselves. And dad, that's where all the trouble starts. And you're smart enough to know that you're not God. And you know you can't fix your situation. But if you'll just admit that foundational sin, you know, that's, that's the main sin, dad. We're playing God. If you'll admit that sin and admit your need, God will honor that. And and he wants to give you new life by his spirit. And it's, and it's his life. It's his life that he wants to live through you. And um, I noticed as I was talking that he'd stop kind of yammering and he, you know, or groaning or anything. And I realized you could hear a pin drop. He was just listening so intensely. And I said, and it kind of startled me, you know. And I said, I said, Dad, do you understand what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, to my surprise, he sounded like a young man. He just said, yep. Just clear as a bell, yep, like that. And I, I said, okay, do you, do you agree with what I'm saying? And he said, yep. And he was like almost chirpy. I was like, you know. And I said, okay, Dad, I, I, I'm gonna, I want to pray with you. And you don't have to say anything. Just agree with me in your heart. And so, you know, so I, I, I prayed a simple prayer and, you know, and just and asked the Holy Spirit to come in and, and just dwell in my, in my dad. And um, I said, now, now Dad, did, did, you, did you agree with my prayer? And again, for the third time, he said, yep, like that. I said, Dad, you made me so happy. This is the best gift you have ever given me in my entire life. Now listen, Leslie and I are going to get on a plane and we're coming to you. Now you stay strong and we'll be there soon. And you keep talking to Jesus because I know he's talking to you. Okay, so I love you and we'll be there soon. Here's a man, he was 93, he would have been 94 next month. He has worn his wounds and his pride like this impenetrable shield for his whole life. And I've been a believer since June of 1970. We've had so many conversations and all this time, I know he loves me and he respects my music, but he would always just kind of bite his lip and just politely deflect the conversation just didn't want to go there, you know. 
June 11th, nine days before he departed, he finally just said, who am I to argue with God? You know, We got on the plane, we went to the hospice center, and I saw him three days in a row, saw him the 17th, and, he, and his eyes were open some of the time, and and he was, you know, he was kind of lucid on, on and off. And I just kind of leaned down and whispered scripture in his ear, letting the spirit speak of the spirit, you know. And um, uh, came back on Thursday the 18th. I mean, Thursday the 19th. And, um, and, uh, and you know, I, I, I guess in my humanity, I just couldn't help myself. I just, I just wanted to, because I was so startled by what happened, I just wanted to repeat the, the conversation. And, uh, and at this point, he, his eyes weren't open. Uh, he, was, he was barely moving at all. And I leaned over him and I took his hand and Leslie was sitting on the other side of the bed. And she was holding his other hand. And I said, I had that same conversation just kind of whispering in his ear, you know. Dad, just admit your need for hope and love and admit... This is the foundational sin. And I said, you know, you've tried so hard. I'm so proud to be your son, but I know you're so tired, and you know you're not God, and you can't fix your situation. Just admit, admit that foundational sin, and, and, and God will honor that. All he, He's eager to save. He's not in, uh, some you know, aloof character on some distant cloud. Just going, well, you better, you know, you better down there, mind your P's and Q's. Maybe I'll pay attention. The lover of our souls, he proved it at the cross. He is eager to save. And I said, I said, Dad, now if you agree with my, my prayer, just squeeze my hand. He barely moved the whole time we were there, right? All of a sudden, he started squeezing my hand over and over and over. And I said, oh, Dad, you made me so happy. I said, you know, you're going to be in heaven soon, and I'm going to meet you there someday, and we're going to laugh and laugh and laugh. I came back, Leslie and I came back um, on the 20th, and, um, and I remember, too, giving him permission to leave. I said, look, I know you feel so rough. And if you hear Jesus calling, Dad, you go. You go with him now. We're going to be fine down here. You just, you just go. And um, I kissed him on the forehead. Said, I said, goodbye, old friend. I left the room, and uh, Leslie, in her wisdom, stayed back behind, and I think she was praying with him. And uh, she took the little CD player that we'd put on his nightstand. And she put a CD of mine that has my more kind of worship material in it. And it was an 80 minute, it was 80 minutes of music, right? 80 minutes. And she turned it close 
and just put it on to make sure he can hear. And you know they say with people in a coma or people in this, in this situation, hearing is, is one of the last things to go. So she, she turned it on, she kissed him goodbye, came out, we got in the car, we drove 15 minutes to the house, we got there, walked into the kitchen, and my mother had just gotten off the phone with hospice. And she said, they called, they said, your, your dad's gone. And I thought, how, just like God is that, how sweet and romantic is that, that my father would die with the sound of his son's voice in his ear, worshiping God. Part of me 
So part of you lives on I believe we'll meet someday somewhere Just up around that bend
Thank you. He's the promise keeper. Now, God's word. I'll bless you. Bless you. Do the baby Heimlich very gently. Hmm. God's word calls us to partner with him in doing good. He didn't create robots, he created people in his image, so that we could know communion with him unlike any other created being. He wants, miraculous as it, as it is, he wants relationship with us. So, you know, he, it's echoed in scripture over and over again, so many ways, so many times. You, you turn your back on the darkness, walk toward the light. And God will honor that and, uh, and empower you. And the word says that there, there is no uh, temptation um, that, uh, whereby he will not make a way of escape. So he's saying, he's saying I'm with you. I'm with you. But, but you can see him. I, just, oh, I, got, I got this really goofy image of a, of a bad movie director with a sweater tied around here. Work, work with me, people. Work with me here. Okay, we're losing the light, people. You're, no, you're losing the light. Walk toward, no, walk toward the, it's getting dark because you're going the wrong way. Back it up. Back it, no, back it up, man. Move it over here. Come on, right. I have no idea what I'm saying right now. My lips are just moving independent of my, of my mind, and it's, it's glaringly obvious. I'm afraid that's... It's very true. Okay, but I did have a point. I'm not talking about the one atop my head. No, no. Uh, we need to we need to partner with the Lord in doing doing good, and um, and and that's that's as it should be. So, having said that, I wrote this song um, back in 1982. Uh, of course, I was a child prodigy, so I'm only 29 now. <laughs> fibber, fibber boy for Jesus. That's not right. <laughs> I get, I, I sort of get away with that by going, you know, musicians and math, you know, it's, it's Nary the Twain is telling me this. It's a, you know, thank goodness we don't have to get much past four. <laughs> We're really good up to four, right? Oh, two, three, four. Then after that, you lose me. I'm going, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's a Beelzebub. I don't know. Don't ask me about like long division. I don't even know. So, um, <laughs> Uh, I remember being in, I think, junior high school, and, and uh, we moved into algebra. <laughs> I just kind of seized up into a fetal position right there at the foot of the teacher's desk. And he said, Randy, this is really not the place for napping. <laughs> Randy, you're swallowing your tongue. Your eyes are rolling up in the back of your head. Randy, Randy, it's just algebra. It's going to be, and no, no, no. I just, I think I'll just go to the great school of life. <laughs> 
I gotta be me, I gotta be me. But anyway, so I wrote this song, and I'm thinking not a moment too soon. <laughs> People are going, what is this wild riffing? He's gone to his happy, shiny place. Ah. <laughs> okay, do we got a pack of sack lunch to go with you? What are we doing? I don't even know. Take me with Keep out the devil, shut the door, keep the devil in the night, shut the door, you keep out the devil, light the candle, everything's alright, light the candle, everything's alright, everything's alright, ah yeah, when I was a baby child, shut the door, you keep out the devil, good and bad was just a game, shut the door, keep the devil in the night, and without your hope. Wait a minute. I wrote this song. I know how this goes. I said, when I was a baby child, shut the door, keep on the devil. Good and bad was just a game, shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Many years, many trials, shut the door, keep on the devil. To be there, not the same. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, you keep on the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep on the devil, light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Everything's alright. Whoa, oh yeah. It's something you can do while you are clapping too. You can sing the song with me. Move your lips on the count of three. Sing one, you go one. Sing two, then you go two. Sing a one. And a two, and a one, and a two, and a four, and a nineteen. That's the new math. <laughs> so very new, I don't even know. Hi. Everybody sing, shut the door, you keep out the devil, shut the door, keep the devil in the night, shut the door, you keep out the devil, light the candle, everything's alright, light the candle, everything's alright. Try it one more time, say shut the door, you keep out the devil, shut the door, keep the devil in the night, shut the door, you keep out the devil, light the candle, everything's alright, light the candle, everything's alright. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to admit this is sing-along made easy. You're not even required to enunciate. Just let those lips flap in the breeze. And if there's not a breeze, you can create one with your lips. You see how heaven plans. Oh, yes. Now, it's a little slurry and blurry, but the devil knows what we're talking about, okay? Yodeling. I don't know why that happened. I 
trying to be a yodeler and a yodeler having allergy troubles <laughs> therefore the country guy is having allergy troubles and he's in Switzerland I don't know work with me okay
Lollapalooza. We're calling the woodland creatures now. They're going to come press their moist snouts up against the window. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, okay. Now, here's the thing, you know. If you're secure enough as a dude, you still should never sing like that. So. But I'm dude enough to admit it. Or do you want your piano, ma'am? They say, on your sternum, dude. Sounds like I swallowed a tricycle horn, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess Christmas just came early. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, At least you know how to pray for me better right now. That's good. (laughs) Oh, Lord, just fix him. (laughs) Oh, just come move in power. He's frightening the children, Father. There are many uses for duct tape. We're thinking of some new ones right now. Wrap it around his lips. Get his anchor, his foot to the floor. Lord, I don't know, I don't know. In my house, or I know in thy, thy house are many mansions. Let's just hope that his is way, way far away. It's just so noisy, it's so noisy, I don't know. All right. <laughs> Simmer down, kids. <laughs> Trying to do some music here, what's wrong with you? <laughs> They're kind of looking around going, who's he talking to? <laughs> I think that's, it's his dysfunctional twin. He escaped from the carnival. I think that's what happened. Randy's actually tied up someplace in a closet. We don't know. Now listen, um, before we, we wrap things up here, I'm going try to try to bring us down to planet Earth. And I think it's good. It's appropriate for a season anyway. We're here. So, so okay. I just think, you know, this is just God's economy. You kind of look at the situation. Look at it this way. I mean, at the end of the, the, uh, the service, you get to go home. I live in here. <laughs> Woo! Down, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. My wife's in the front row going, oh, he, oh, he, just, need, he just needs counseling. I've, we've come to the right place, dear. I'm going to have Pastor Don get me in a headlock of love afterwards. Now, Randy, now, Randy, we need to have a time of prayer. Randy, your eyes are bugging out like a Pekingese. Maybe it's good for you. Okay, we're just going to, we're going to work this through. It's going to be fine. Oh. All right, okay, but, but, what, you know what, I'm sorry. What time, what time is it? Okay, because they go, it's time to call the authorities. That's what time it is, Mr. Man. Can you hear those sirens? They're coming for you, monkey boy. Oh, I'm just, you know, the, the, when, you, when you realize that Jesus is not the dream of desperate men and that hope is real because God is real, it just, it cheers you up. So, and we all have different ways of expressing said cheer. 
some perhaps more socially acceptable than others. But, but, I'm just saying, this is the, this is the essence of the thing. So, so there. But before, but before we, or as we, time to pick a language and commit. <laughs> Purchasing fruit in Zimbabwe all of a sudden. <laughs> it was a free ride for you, so. Uh, but you know, here's the thing. Uh, and this is really the thing. Um, we, should, we should always pose this question um, daily to our hearts as a reality check reminder. Why on earth are we here? Why on earth are we here? Or you could say it like, why, why are we here on earth? And you know, uh, again, the Bible makes it very clear. We're here for communion with the lover of our souls. We're here to, uh, we're here to worship, but not just in church, not just with our lips. We're here to worship with our lives. That's, I think that's where real communion um, comes to fruition. Worship with our lives. Uh, being sensitized to divine appointments. Um, putting God first in all things at all times, which is precisely where he belongs. Keeping our eyes riveted on, riveted on him like a tightrope walker with his eyes riveted on the goal across the great divide. Practicing doing good by the transaction of our wills coupled with the power and presence of the Spirit. Embracing the renewing of our minds through feeding on God's word, taking every thought captive. Because in God's reality, thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. Ponder that. And, and thoughts are where the seeds of sin start to take root. And if you, if you kind of just nurture them and entertain them, then those seeds manifest themselves in the toxic fruit of action. We, get, we need to take every thought captive. Again, willfully choosing that moment by moment, coupled with the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let's worship with our lives. Let's go on the adventure. Only the wings of God's Spirit can, can carry us on. Don't take a single day for granted. You might have many. You might have few. But let each one... Let, let each one be lived in godly wisdom. You know, the Bible says, Oh Lord, number my days aright. So we could live in godly wisdom with godly joy. You know, these days, I get up every morning... And, uh, and I, I try to put first things first, and I say, Holy Spirit, who has chosen the soul of man to be his dwelling place. How amazing is that? Holy Spirit, come have complete and utter dominion over every part of my life. Do whatever you must do to keep me there in the palm of your hand. 
do whatever you must do to keep me there in the center of your will. How stunning it is to to begin to understand that God has a will for you at all. God doesn't just love all mankind. He loves you. He loves me. He knows your name. He knows your name. This is personal. This is personal. And when you begin to recognize who it is that's dealing with us, that just drives you to your knees in, in gratitude and worship. Holy Spirit, save me from myself. Um, just come invade. Come invade. That's priceless. That's priceless. Let's all finish well. I'm going to leave you with this one. This is one of my dad's favorite songs. So funny. He'd listen to my songs. and Sometimes he'd even tear up. And I just think, all those years, God was just lovingly, faithfully, patiently, just chipping away at his armor. And, he, and God is so wonderful, so personal. He knows your language, the language of your heart. And he knew that my dad would respond to music. Music was one of the few things that could get around his armor. And it was his son's music. And I remember in this, the last stages of Alzheimer's, when he was just so foggy, whenever I'd start to play this song, his head would start bobbing like this. And he was just so cute. He wore this, he wore this knit cap because he was on all various medications and blood thinner that always made him feel cold. So he wore this knit cap and it kind of pushed his ears down and out so he looked like an overgrown elf. It was just so precious. I just got this image of him. His, his little knit cap and his head bobbing, his ears poking out. Almost like they were trying in some primal fashion to hear even more, you know. This one's for you, Dad. song, don't want my meaning to be misconstrued. Could have tried to make it clever, frankly I just wasn't in the mood. Sometimes it's best to speak the truth plain, you just might not get the chance again, playing again. I know what you're thinking, that wasn't proper grammar, I can tell. Attention, let me mention I pray we'll finish well There are a million shining highways That take you down to Babylon Ah, but it's the road less traveled Leads you from the darkness to the dawn Folks will say you're just a simple fool 
as they chase the fickle butterfly of cool. Everyone has some agenda they're trying to sell. Point your heart like an arrow, walk the straight and narrow, finish well. I said, oh, finish well.
God bless us, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Randy. Would you be seated for just one minute? I don't think we're quite finished yet. We've got to finish well. I would like for you just to bow your heads for just a moment because, you know, we have opportunities in life. Randy had the opportunity to go back and speak with his father about the thing that's most important. I, I posted on Facebook this morning a scripture out of Mark about what would it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose the thing that's most important to him, and that is his self. And the fact of the matter is, if we, if we don't give ourself away, if we don't give ourselves to Christ, ourself, our will, if we don't surrender to him, then we lose it all. And that's the most important thing is that we have what God wants for us. And God wants us to find real life, to find it in him through the person of Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, the life, and there is no other way but him, through him, to come to the Father. And so if you're here today and you have not made that decision, the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life, We ask a lot of questions about life. What's the meaning of life? What's this? What's that? But God has given us the answer, and the answer is Jesus Christ and a relationship with him. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I'm not talking about having religion because there's so many religions, and every one of them make all kinds of claims, and we see what religion does. There are even religions that are in the news right now that are beheading people in the name of their God. But the God that we love and the God that we know and the God that we serve is one who doesn't require us to do anything but accept what he has already done, his life for ours, because he's already laid down his life. And he's asking us to just surrender our lives to him. So today the question is, have you made that decision? to allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, you've been trying so hard to make things work out in your life, and maybe it hasn't been working. You've done everything that you know how to do, and yet you still come up with a dud. But God has an answer for you, and that answer is found in a relationship with Jesus. Because you see, when we surrender our lives to Him and we give it all to Him, He takes care of the rest. And we can just rest in him because Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden. In other words, you got stuff, you got baggage that's been hanging on to you and you don't know how to get rid of it. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. He said, just empty yourself and take my yoke on you, which is easy. And my burden for you is light. So he's wanting you to just Just come to him and empty yourself of all the junk that has been a part of your life up to this point. All the illicit relationships and all the dreams that have not materialized and the things that you struggle so hard for. But God just wants to give you rest. 
And there's nothing in this world that can even compare to that. It's just accepting his love for you. Is there anybody here today who say, Pastor, I want what you're talking about. I'm not quite real clear about it, but I'd like to share more with you about that. But you'd like to say, Pastor, would you just pray for me right now? Would you pray for me? Would you just hold your hand up and you just drop it right back down? Thank you. Thank you. There are hands all over the place. Well, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to pray for you. Jesus, you said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Father, we know when you said that, that there was just so much involved in what you said. I am the creator of the universe. You're the Lord of it all. And so, Father, right now, Lord, for those who've lifted up their hands today, Lord, we surrender. Would you just say this with me, everybody? I surrender. I surrender all. So what you just said is, Lord, I give everything in my life to you. I surrender everything that I have to you. And I want you to be the Lord of my life. And if you really meant that today, God has done something powerful in your life. There's a transformation that's begun because the Bible says that if any man is in Christ, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So something new is happening in you today that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. And every day is a new day. A new day, a new journey that you started in your life. A journey of freedom. A journey of turning away from the old and everything becoming new. What God has done is just like a child that has filled up his coloring book and has no more room to color. And God says, I'm going to add a new page. And every day I'm going to give you a new page so you can color a new page. Let's just take those old pages and let's just discard them, throw them away. They're no good anymore. Doesn't matter how many you've messed up or what you've done in the past. Everything now, from this point on, is brand new and a new day. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad this is a new day? Amen. Randy, you just blessed us today, brother. You made us cry. You made us laugh. I don't know what other kind of emotions you might have gotten out of us, but uh, I'm sure that you touched one of them. But thank you so much for coming. Let's give Randy and Leslie another big hand. How many would like to sit around for just one more song? Would that would it be all right? Just maybe one more? You got one more in you, Randy? Yeah, I thought so. I mean, you've been doing this 42 years. You got one more. <laughs> let's stand on your feet this morning. Let's, just, uh, let's do it one more time. Thank you all so much. Before I share this song of celebration, let me um, just say that there's a, uh, there's a, a very practical, hands-on way of, of uh, demonstrating our gratitude for God's grace, and uh, that is by uh, reaching out 
in the name of Jesus and touching a hurting world. One of the best ways I've ever found to do that is through the wonderful ministry of Compassion International. This is a Christian child sponsorship ministry. They provide an open door whereby you can reach out and be like an angel of mercy uh, in a needy child's life in a third world country where these children live in brutal poverty. And uh, when you sponsor a little boy or girl for 38 bucks a month, uh, you can literally make all the difference and literally save a child's life. There's no guesswork involved. You write letters back and forth, and you watch a life transformed by the gospel because uh, you lived it out by doing a little bit of giving in faith. Um, One of the best things I've ever been involved in, and uh, I've been with Compassion for over 30 years now, uh, before you leave, if you stop by the table uh, that has my music on it, you will see child packets from Compassion. These are real children in real need. And you can bring them real hope today. So let me dare you in Christian love. Just go to the table, look at the faces, and read the names, and see what God would speak to your heart. After Jesus came crashing into my life in uh, June of 1970, um, I wrote uh, I wrote this song of of gratitude and celebration actually driving down the Hollywood freeway on the way to one of my very first recording sessions with the late, great Larry Norman. And um, it's appropriately entitled, I Love You. down the stairs and just sing those three simple words it's as simple and as profound as that he loves you here we go that to your heart.
That's my story. I'm sticking to it. God bless us, everyone.